Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Awesome. Thanks for coming here this morning. It's really good to have you here. Anyone having a good day? Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, if anyone, if you guys know me, I'm usually pretty quick to say a joke or, or mess around, and most likely I will uh, through the time that I'm up here. Or my brother will make fun of me and I'll have to respond to him a little bit. He just told me I needed to dress it. Thanks for dressing up when you got here. <laughs> just, some, just some small level of what I, what I deal with on a daily basis and maybe some of the reasons why I cling so closely to Father. <laughs> for healing and restoring. See, I'm already doing it. There you go. Um, so if you're new here to church, we, we take this month of February and we fast through it. Uh, as a church, as River Edge Church, we, we fast through February and... Um, I, I, I'm having a really interesting fast this, this February. Um, anyone else yeah. experience? Like, just, it's different. Um, this year for me has been different. So I don't have much in the way of PowerPoints this morning. Um, we're going to read through some scriptures. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping around, I know, but I'm just thinking of a few things. I'm not going to have much to jump up in front of you, but I've been praying that the Holy Spirit would, would be your PowerPoint today, Okay. Um, as we're together, as we're listening to the Holy Spirit, He knows you. He knows us all. And we can connect with, with our Father and, and He will speak directly to you. So whatever PowerPoint I put up on there won't compare to what He's going to speak to you this morning. Um, uh, where was I? Fasting, that's right. Fasting is... Uh, oh. We all get hungry, right? And, and this time throughout my fast, I've been realising what I'm really hungry for. Um, and God is, is highlighting to me, and, and, and he's just been talking to me through this whole month um, in so many different ways, but I'm just getting this real sense of, uh, of aligning my hunger again to the right thing, to, to where aligning my appetite, um, what I desire and what I'm looking for and what... I, I look to you to get stuff from, right, to, to fill that hole or to, or to refresh me or to rest me or to excite me or to inspire me. You're getting what I'm saying? Like, I'm, God's realigning that. Um, and I'm loving that. I'm really enjoying this time. It's just different because previously I, I don't know, we, I, and I don't know if you're like me, I tend to think everyone's like me, um, I can tend to get a little bit fixated on, on the fast side of things, a little bit, a little bit over the top, should be doing, I should be doing, should be, should be, should be, I'm not, I'm focused on what I'm not doing, I should be fasting this, I should be doing that, and not on, on what I should be focusing on, which is my hunger for God, and, and like, I'm putting aside my hunger for food, or for whatever it might be, and I'm getting hungry for God, so this is like a cool time, I'm really enjoying this, I hope you are too. And if you're not, it's not finished. We've still got some time. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It, it, our future is ahead of us. Our past is behind us. Let's, if you haven't been fasting through February, that's okay. Start now. You've got like a week left. You could just go, completely no food. That's it. I'm not even going to drink water. I'm going straight fast. Going, Jesus. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't listen to me in that respect. But you can. You can restart now. Um, and I love that about God. There's no... 
there's no second chance in him. There's, there's no third chance, fourth chance. There's a, there's a 5,950 billion billion chance because I've done it. I've, I've messed up so many times. He just new every day, new every day. So you can start today, start tomorrow. All right. Ashley said something um, during one of our prayer times on, on Tuesday mornings. Oh, can I encourage you? If you, if you can make it here, if you, if you can, just, just be here for five minutes, honestly. Ten minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. We're here for an hour. It's between seven and eight, isn't it? Yes, let's just make sure I've got my times right. Uh, there is just a little while. There is something special about our Tuesday morning prayer. Um, we got a little big cross-section of the church here. It's not just ladies or men. Uh, it's young people, old people, females, males. There's a good cross-section of people here. And, and we get a really... Every time I come here, I've got to admit, sometimes it's hard, right? It's hard for me to get here. I'm like, Ugh, come here with the wrong attitude. But when I leave, I have the right attitude. I love it. I love it. I love it when, I love it when God shows me something. So anyway, Ashley spoke something. Um, he said, God can deal with dryness. God can deal with the dry in your life when it's accompanied with a thirst. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had to write that down, and, and it's been just jingling around in my head like, like some coin in your pocket, like just ding, 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 ding. And just like God can deal with dryness uh, as long as we're thirsty, as long as we're hungry, as long as we're desiring him. If there's dryness in our life, that's okay. Because when you're thirsty, when soil is thirsty... And it's not hydrophobic, it's not, scared, it's not like repelling the water. That water does goodness to the soil. It, it, will, it will soak in and it will go right where it needs to be. It will go to the roots of the plant, it will go to the roots of your life. Even a little bit. If you're thirsty, it will refresh you. And you know what I'm talking about. I hope you do. If you don't, you're going to by the end of this. So, good. So I really want to talk about being hungry because Fedfast is teaching me where my real hunger is. And... Um, you know, the, this, this hunger that I'm talking about is more than just an appetite for food. It's more than just looking for something. It, well, it is looking for something, but it's, it's, it's that core of us, that, that centre of our being that desires something more than the experience that we have around us, something more than what this world could possibly give to us, even though we may try and get what we can from it. You know, like, let's try this, let's try that, let's try that. No, it didn't work. Oh, sorry about that. Eating, just doing... Plugging it in, um, there's a hunger that desires more than that. It can't be filled by that. And there's actually research um, that says it's 78 to 98, sorry, 75 to 90, it doesn't matter, I can just read out any statistic, can't I? High percentage of current mental, physical, emotional, and behavioral issues all come from our thought life, come from what we're thinking. And a low percentage, 2 to 25%, actually come through our external, what we might be eating, our pollution or chemicals or what our life is, is like. A high percentage comes from, from our, our thought life and, and really that's what we're hungry for, what we, what we want to consume, what we want to eat, what we want to bring into our lives to try and fill that hunger. It's the issues of the heart, that's, that's where it's all coming from. So maybe, maybe you're like me. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're heaps better than me. That's okay. I don't, I don't feel inferior at all. Um, or maybe you are just like me. That was a joke in my head. That's okay. Um, 
we try and fill our lives or fill that hunger with something else. And I was thinking about this. We try and put dietary supplements into our lives. Who's ever tried to supplement their diet with, you know, vitamins or, or whatever? Um, which is okay. That's a good thing. It's, I'm not saying that's bad, but but um, I was just thinking about like uh, military, where they give you like ration packs, and it's got everything you need to fuel your body, but it's just like some chunk of stuff. It's, it's not what you need. You actually need real food. We need, we need something that's fresh. And that might sustain you for a time, but it's not. It's not right. Um, and I, I tend to put, give myself dietary supplements, so like to make myself feel better, to try and fill this need that I might have in my life, whether it's to be excited or, or, to, or, or to soothe my pain or or get me through this moment, or, or get me through this place, and just, just get me through. I might, it may be food, or it may be an experience to try and satisfy or make you feel better. It might be a food-like experience. <laughs> Reading a book from um, Carolyn Leaf, uh, which talks about, she talks about food-like substances. <laughs> Pastor Stephen Coley talk about that a bit too, which food-like substances, which is probably a lot of what we buy on the shelf. It's packaged and looks really nice, and it's food-like substances, right? We're trying to fill that hunger in our stomachs with, with not really what we need. Chips. I love salt and vinegar chips. Does anyone else like salt and vinegar chips? Oh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> we have some vinegar at home, which is that, you know, the organic vinegar. It's got the mother in it, that little cloudy stuff. I used to think that was just it's been sitting there too long. Um, <laughs> I was talking, Leanne's like, oh, that's right, we need, to, we need to drink that a bit more often. I'm like, yeah, drink it, vinegar. <laughs> Cassie's here, she knows what I'm talking about, um, drinking vinegar. Or, or you might be looking to fill that hole with, with uh, rest-like experiences, uh, to entertain and to, and to restore. Who's ever tried, all right, going to be vulnerable here, be gentle with me. Um, I tend to, I have rest-like experiences, you know, I need some time to zone out, to chill out, to, you know, just get my head out of something, to amuse myself, which is to not think, right? Watch a movie, play a game, play, play a game, play, play a game, play a game, play a game. Oh, you guys don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Any of these young people? Something to take your mind off it. That's a rest-like experience, which feels like you're resting. Oh, I'm not having a go at you guys, please, because my, my son's going to be like, Dad. Anyway, um... It's a rest-like experience, but it really, actually playing games and stuff like that actually elevates your heart rate and increases, it's designed to increase you in, in adrenaline and you, you're like, you know, pushing for the next thing, pushing, you're not resting, your body's actually in a heightened state. I'm just going to look away from there. You know, your body is, is working harder than what it is if you were just sitting down reading a book. So, rest-like experiences, or you, or you might be looking for community-like experiences. Which can be found in so many different ways in our culture. Um, community, we find it through an electronic device, but that's a community-like experience. It's not a real community. It's not like this community, like where we're together, uh, where we're going to be in a minute. Where we, I'm not finishing that fast. Um, <laughs> it is short time, 21 and 42 seconds. Um, where we're going to go out and just talk with each other and and how's your day? Like, what did you think about what that guy's talking about? He's, he's way off. I don't know. Um, <laughs> And just bounce it. That's community. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah. I noticed you're limping. I noticed you've got... What's wrong with your arm? Can we pray for you? Can, is there anything I can do for you? That's community. Yeah. 
So we don't want to fill it with community-like experiences or even spiritual-like experiences because we can be looking for spirituality in life and, um, and be missing the spirit. <laughs> spirit-like, but not the spirit of God. And I find that when I've, when I've satisfied my hunger with those kind of things, um, I feel, yeah, yeah, I've filled it. Uh, but then I realise, wait a second, I've only just fed a desire in my life. I've just, I've just fed something that I really don't want to feed and now I know what comes next. <laughs> I've fed my desire. Um, I've wrote a little thing here. Like, congratulations, you've just fed your desire. Your desire has now gained experience. It's gone up to level seven. Ding. <laughs> Oh, great, my desire is on level 7 now. I might be 47, I might be 567 for you. Yeah. Now that just means more work that I've got to do to satisfy. If I try and keep satisfying that desire, it's just, it's just more and more work. And, and just more of that. <laughs> more work to satisfy. Have you ever done something where you, you, you know this isn't good for me, but I, I know there's a payoff and I'm still going to do it anyway? And you do it, and while you're doing it, you realise, I'm going to pay for this. <laughs> this, is not this isn't really filling what I need right now. And, and you realise, at the end of it, you're like, oh, that's right. I was telling myself this all the way, now I'm here. <laughs> and any benefit you, you're not getting, you know, you, anyway, it's just what's going on in my head. So in James, in James 1, it's one of the scriptures I've got this morning. I've got a bit of scriptures, and I'm hoping that, so I don't have any big points that I'm going to put out, but that's where I'll, I've been praying that the Holy Spirit will give you the points. Cool. So James 1, 14 and 15, this is the Passion Version. Um, you know, we've got different versions of the Bible, and it's just all different, different parts of colour for God to, to show. Like you might read a bit of the Passion Version or the Message or, or the NIV or the Amplified uh, or, the, or the English Standard Version or something that'll just... Just something that'll... God, His Holy Spirit's going to then just pop up to you and you'll be like, whoa... And I was reading James 1. Man, if you want to read that in the Passion Version, it's really cool. It just explained it to me in such a way, and I'm reading through it going, this is so cool. It's almost like I'm listening to this guy speaking to me, uh, to me which is what the letters are. He's actually speaking to people when, he's, when they're writing this. Um, but he's speaking to you and I. So it's talking about desires. It said, instead, each person, because um, it's talking about God doesn't tempt us, but each one of us is... Each one of our persons, our own desires, let's start off with there, and our thoughts drag them into evil and lure them away into darkness. You know, in, in some verses it says that um, enticed, you're led away by your own desires and enticed. So you, we have this craving in our lives and a hunger in our lives, but, but we link it up with something that's not actually feeding our hunger and we get, dread off, dug, oh, get led off over here and suddenly we're doing something that doesn't feed our desire, but it's feeding something else. Uh, sorry, it doesn't feed our hunger, but it's feeding something else, which is our desire. It says evil desires give birth to actions. Yeah. And when sin, that evil desire is fully mature, it can murder you. <laughs> it brings about death in your life. I've felt that in my life, where I've given into a desire that's led me away, and then I'm having to deal with it. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by your own desires. Don't listen to the real hunger that's in you. In you. Listen, tune your hunger into the right thing. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't, it's not about being entertained. It's not, and it's like all those things are okay in their area. But, but I know for me, if I touch that, if I go down that path, it's not feeding my hunger and it just leads me somewhere else. I'm 
dragged away and enticed away. You're like, come on, it's going to be fun, Adrian, let's do this. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not. I know you. No way. Uh, and it's interesting, it says earlier on in verses 2 to 4, it's, this is where James is talking. Um, huh. It's interesting in, in verse 15, he says that um, evil desires give birth uh, to evil actions. Conceived. The whole act of, of conception and giving... Conception is, isn't a hard thing, right? That, that's an easy thing. Whereas it talks about in, in verses 2 to 4, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as a valuable and invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. A little bit different to conceiving, isn't it? And then your endurance grows even stronger and will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing or lacking. Nothing. Different picture, isn't it? To, to evil desires and our desires, not our real hunger, just our desires chasing us off somewhere is an easy path to follow. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's an easy path to follow. Let's get on that slide. Whee! Gravity's going to pull you down that way. Whereas the flip side of it can be a challenge. But no, why don't we look at it in the way of, here's a challenge. How about you come with me and let's accept, you know, in a positive way, let's accept this challenge. Let's see everything that's going on around us as an opportunity for us to grow. How about you grow with me? Instead of just, we enjoying things, let's go, we and accept the challenge that God has given to us. Again, that was funny in my head. All right, so our hunger. When it's desire, let's go on a journey here. This is what I've been thinking about so much lately. Our, our desire gives birth to sin. And I think about that as uh, it's a first step on a, on a path, you know, cutting way, working our way through an area. I know I just said it's easy, but like, you know, we're cutting a new path and we don't need to be going down that path. And we get to a place we didn't really want to go anyway. And as, it's grow, as sin grows, as we continue to keep going down that path, we actually end up finding ourselves a rut and a, and a channel that leads straight to that place. And it gets easier to go there, but the payoff gets less and less. So we actually have to go further and, and deeper into a place where we don't want to go. This is that whole idea of being enticed away, but you find ourselves in a rut. Now... <laughs> I've been struggling with this whole idea of being that rut. You know, I talk about evil desires and, oh, it's a bad thing you're doing. Some stuff may not be that bad, but we find ourselves in a rut. Why am I keep going down this way, God? I don't want to do this. And we challenge, we're struggling with ourselves because we're in a rut because, you know, like it might be this deep or it could be this deep and we just can't get out. You know, like I'm stuck. I'm bouncing off a wall here. Every time I try and get out of this place, I'm stuck in this rut. I've been there in that rut. <laughs> and I know what it's like. And, and this Febfast has actually has been a way of God leading me out of some of these ruts. And I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving it because I'm actually finding... The reason why I went down that path in the first place was because of a hunger that is placed in me to be seeking after him first and not trying to replace it and put him second. You know, he's royalty. He should be first in our life. 
He should be first. He's the king. He should be first in our life. If you had a physical king or queen in front of you, you would place them in a... You would... How do I walk? What do I do? Am I doing this right? You know, royalty, you treat differently. God should be treated as royalty in our lives. Not just because of who he is. Just because of who it is. Yes, because of who he is, but of who we are as well and who he calls us to be, which is royalty as well because we're his children. All right. Stuck in a rut. Stuck in a rut. I love how God shows examples in his word. He encourages us and he corrects us and he heals us. There's a great example of, of a rut that people were stuck in in Samuel. Um, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, it's the story about uh, Samuel who is a, was one of the judges, the great judges of, of the Bible. It's the last one actually. Um, and he anointed King David to be the king over Israel. Um, such a great story in this kid's life because he started off as a kid in the temple of God. Um, his mum couldn't have children, so she said, "If I can have," she came to God and kept praying and asking and said, "If I can have a child, I'm going to devote him to you, God." And and God knew what he was doing because Eli um, was the head priest back then, and he was stuck in a rut. Like talk about being stuck in a rut. This guy was fully entrenched in his way of living. Um, but God was calling Samuel to be that, the new judge and the new priest for his people, to call them out of that rut and to bring something new into, his, into their lives. And, and I love the example of this because I, I was reading it and I'm going, God, oh man, I don't want to be Eli. Please, God. <laughs> if, you, if you've read the story, it doesn't end up so well for poor old Eli. He ends up dying and his children die as well. But, but he was told a couple of times, change it. Change it, yeah. change it. You know, he would have been continually encouraged because he was in the temple of the Lord. He, God would have been speaking to him as well as other people. Be, God brought other people into his place to speak to him. And, and I'm like, God, I don't want to be like Eli. Please, I don't want to be Eli. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be, don't, don't, don't want to be, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So, um, but as I'm reading this, I'm realizing that there is such depth to God's scriptures such depth to his word and when the Holy Spirit speaks to you about it you realize there's so much more to this and I'm I'm reading I'm reading it going wow God you're actually talking about not just two different people but maybe two different characters Um, we might have both these people inside of us in fact we can because we can have an Eli inside of us who is stuck in his ways Um, it actually says that he 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 wasn't seeing so well his eyes had dimmed and he, he was he was old and he was overweight and he was, he was stuck in his ways and he couldn't get out of it. We might all have those, that character inside of us where you're stuck in a rut, stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. So I want to read a bit of that. Um, it's the moment where God... Sorry, I talked there about being two characters. We can also have a Samuel inside of us, that, that young spirit, that young... Yeah idea that idea like oh, god can do this like freshness new for anyone who's over the age of 40 50 60 70 80 you know what i'm talking about you don't you don't feel like you're that old do you, you don't feel like you're 80 maybe when you get up in the morning like, oh. but um but you don't feel it inside of you that's what i'm talking about that that samuel inside of you that's young and new and and ready for the new day and uh, sometimes the old eli just beats him up and takes over <laughs> So let's talk a bit, I know, all right, let's talk a bit about this. I just want to 
bring this out a little bit. So Eli, there's a moment where um, God calls Samuel. So the young, excited, energetic, young Samuel, fresh Samuel. But Eli is lying down in his old place. It actually talks about this is night time. And Eli was lying down in his own place. Now his eyesight had begun to grow dim because he, and he couldn't see well. Um, and the oil of the God... The lamp of God had not yet gone out. I'm reading from the Amplified, so I'm trying to read all the words. Okay. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. I love it how they're sleeping in two different places. So Samuel's where the presence of God is, next to the ark of the Lord, because that represents the presence of God back then. Uh, But Eli was in his own place. He was stuck in his rut. But Samuel was teachable he was young he'd been taught from a very young age this is how we do things and even though Eli was stuck in his rut he was obviously teaching him the right things and God was speaking to Eli to Samuel as well and he's speaking he's laying there in God's presence Eli's in his own place and God calls out to Samuel he says Samuel Samuel wakes up you probably heard this story like a billion times forgive me if I'm going over old territory but let's let God bring something new out okay um Samuel runs to Eli and says here I am you called me I love the example of obedience young Samuel has here. He hears his name, so he runs. I don't know about you, but my kids don't always do that. (laughs) Unless I say, chocolate, ice cream, we're going to the pool. Abby did that so much, she broke her foot when she was dancing. (laughs) Going to the pool. Um, The excitement. I hope I'm bringing out to you some cool points of where Samuel is. I always find myself when I'm up here, I'm talking about this and I'm talking about that. And I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I hope you understand. That's Samuel, that's Eli. I apologise if I get it mixed up at some stage. but Okay, Samuel's lying there. He hears someone calling. He gets up and he runs. Eli says, go back to bed. It wasn't me. He, does, he gets called again. Samuel, so he runs. He goes, here I am. You called me. Eli says, no, it's not me. Go back to bed. Eli was lying in his own place He's in a rut. He's not hearing the voice of God, but God is calling. He's calling Samuel. Two characters within us. You may have an Eli that's not listening, stuck in his rut. And you know what I'm talking... Only you know what I'm talking about when I say that, because I know what I'm talking about in my life, stuck in a rut. And I know exactly what I'm talking about. I've been on that path. I've well trodden it. But I've been in a rut. And I love the story. I've said this before, but... You know, some guy's in a hole and he's like, help me, help me, I can't get out. And there's a guy who walks up and goes, oh, you need help out of that hole? And he goes, yeah, yeah, can you lift me out? The guy jumps in the hole with him and he goes, what are you doing? Now we're both stuck in here. He goes, yeah, but I've been here before and I know the way out. So I know the way, I, 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 can, see, I can see this rut in my life and I also know the way out. So then there's a, he goes again and Eli says, oh, could be... <gasps> Oh, it could be God speaking to you. Just, yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. Go back to bed. Um, Samuel then obediently answers God when he speaks. And God speaks to him a message that was for Eli, that has already been spoken to him once before, that you're on the wrong path. Um, the fruit of your life, your offspring, are on the wrong path as well. And I'm going to have to remove all of you and bring this young man to be the priest over my, of my house. 
And that's why I don't want to be Eli. Because <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that is pushed out of the way. And the Bible talks about it a few times where it talks, I'm going to trim a branch, I'm going to trim this tree, and I'm going to prune it so that it can produce fruit. And I'm going to give it two or three, you know, there's, there's a great parable. Oh, Master, would you just give it a few more years and we'll tend this plant and we'll look after it and we'll see if it produces fruit. I don't want to be that tree that doesn't produce the fruit, you know? Like, who's ever done that We I don't want to be like, I don't want to be that, I don't want to hit the tree, I don't want to hit the tree, you end up hitting the tree. Um, great examples that God is speaking to us. Um, but it, for Eli, it was final. His family was cut off. Um, after this time, uh, his kids, they, the Israelites went out into battle, they lost, they came back and uh, his children then took out the ark to, to say, God's going to beat us, well, let's take the ark out. And they were all, 30,000 of them were killed, his children were killed, the ark was taken away and when he found out, he fell backwards off his chair and died. So that's final. <laughs> But I don't feel like God's speaking that to us today. I don't feel like he's speaking to you. He's to, this is a word of pruning, right? This is get out of that rut. You, you can get out of that rut. It's okay. Because there is a Samuel within you that can, can listen to me and can hear my words and can respond to that hunger that I'm talking about. See, Samuel was hungry. It actually says that um, Samuel did not yet know or personally experience the Lord for the word of the Lord was not yet revealed to him. This is when God was, was calling to him. Um, so the Lord called to Samuel a third time. And that's when, he, like, that's when God speaks to him. Like Eli says, go and, go and listen. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That's when he listens to God and says, here I am, God. Speak to me. So it's like this new freshness. You've got that within you as well. There's a hunger in you that is, is desiring God to get out of that rut and be hearing for him and not get stuck in your ways. So Eli ignored God's gracious warnings. He called him to repent. Um, so before a prophet came and said, you've got to change, and, and Eli went and talked to his kids, because his kids were doing some bad stuff in the temple of God. They were, they were messing around. They were stealing from God, um, and they were ripping off the people from... Because it was all about the offering. People were bringing their offering to God to be burnt up and to be devoted there was parts of the offering that was burnt and they were taking that offering before it got to be burnt so they were taking away they were doing stuff that, and they were, they were sleeping with women who, who were in the temple and were devoting their life to God messed up messed up right and he didn't correct that in his children he, he didn't properly he rebuked them but he didn't properly correct it and it's like in our lives we need to there may be fruit in our life that we know is going the wrong way when, when we're in that rut and stuff in our life is coming out of it and we're like, oh, this is not good. You need to be able to prune that off. It's, it's time to, to, to say, no, I'm not going to be that Eli anymore. I'm going to be the Samuel. I'm going to, all right, God, I'm going to be the Samuel. I'm gonna, and you may even need to wake up in the morning and go, I'm a child of God. I'm going to be Samuel. I'm going to listen to God. I'm not going to listen to this old junk anymore. I'm not going to listen to my desires and get pulled away into that rut. I'm not. This is what I'm going to listen to. Don't get, get out of the rut. Eli went back to Eli was calling Samuel to go back to bed, but God was calling him to come into my presence. Come and listen to me. I've got something to say to you. Don't get lying in your usual place. Don't lie down in your usual place. Samuel had positioned himself in a good place. Eli had positioned himself in a in the wrong place. Position yourself in a good place.
That's where fasting comes along. It's positioning yourself in a good place. I, I found that I've said no to things that aren't just food in my life, some stuff that used to entertain me, and I'm saying no. And it's realigning my hunger, my appetite for that, back to my appetite, my Samuel appetite. My Samuel appetite for like God is speaking to me. God is talking to me. I hadn't seen this out of the story of Samuel before. I hadn't seen where, where Eli needed to be dealt with. And, and maybe that, that part of your life needs to die. Like Eli needed to die for Samuel to come out and, and be raised up as the judge and, and calling forward the nation and bringing David, King David, into the kingdom. There was a destiny in Samuel. There wasn't a destiny, well, not a good destiny for Eli. So Eli's got to die. Eli's got to die in your life. That character has to die in your life. It's time for for Samuel to raise up. But Samuel can't come while Eli's still in charge. So Eli's got to die. The rut has got to be taken care of. As I was thinking about the rut... I was imagining myself on this path, and it may have been you, so this might jump out to you. But as I was walking along this rut, I saw like off-ramps, like a highway. You know, like highways have got like, in one kilometre, there's an off-ramp. In 500 metres, there's an off-ramp. In 200 metres, there's an off-ramp. God is giving you an off-ramp from your ruts. God is actually leading you out. There's an off-ramp. You don't have to follow it to its destiny. And then I saw a picture of, you probably heard the cool stories about, you know, something, something animal or child is stuck down a well and they can't reach down and get the, this thing out. Um, and then they realise this water is actually filling up the well again. They're like, oh no, oh no. But it ends up being a good thing because the, the water actually just pushes, pushes the animal up to the surface. And they don't have to actually reach down. The water actually lifts up and the, the animal floats to the surface and like, ha ha, ding And you're out. I felt like God... God's Spirit can lift you out of that, can fill up that rut and actually lift you out of that. So there's going to be an opportunity at the end um, of this service for us to pray for you. If you are stuck in that rut and you're like, God, I can't see the off-ramp or I can't feel your presence through this place and I need some help, please don't... Please respond to that hunger for you to get off of that off-ramp. We'd love to pray for you afterwards. We'd love to ask God to intervene. To, to move in that because God can do that. God can. So God's talking about letting the real hunger come out of our lives to motivate us, restore us, bring that Samuel in our life to the fore again. There is a hunger for you to be hearing from God. Thank you, Father. I know I've jumped around a lot in this message. Um, but I don't want us to be stuck in a rut anymore. I don't, I don't want to be stuck in a rut anymore. It's time for Eli to die. And in your life, maybe something has to be cut off. Don't see that as a negative thing. Don't, please don't see that as, oh no, I'm going to be like Eli or I'm going to be chucked out. You're not. God's actually speaking to you right now. He's telling you, you're my child. I'm not just going to ch- cut you off. This is who you are. You're the Samuel. I see you as the Samuel. I see you as a son who has great things ahead, as a daughter who has great things ahead. What you're going to do will change nations. 
It changed the nation of Israel by Samuel coming forward. It changed God's people's path. He can do it for you as well. For your children, for your grandchildren, for the people around you. It can change the world around you. Let's not get stuck in the rut. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that when we're hungry, you're our food. What you have for us is life. What we spoke, what Lindy spoke about before, Father, in your body, in your blood, it washes us, it restores us. I thank you you're doing that right now in lives. Thank you that tomorrow, as we get up, We can get up a new person. It could be a new day. So the band's going to come forward in a moment and they're going to sing and we're going to sing with them. Let's take a moment. If God's been speaking to you, please come forward and respond. Respond. Don't, don't feel like there's any judgment on you whatsoever if you come out here because I was the first one to come out here. God spoke this first message to me and I responded. And he's changing my life. He can change your life too. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.